The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. If you're building, buying, or selling a home, the real estate crew's got news for you at the real estate house party. With attorney Rick Carter. Real estate house party. Paralegal Kathy Holsthausen. Real estate house party. Come in, have fun. And comedian Tony V. Now, here's real estate attorney Rick Carter. Welcome and thanks for joining us here on the Real Estate House Fire. That was quite an intro. That was an intro. Yeah, that was yeah. nice. That's my new That's, that's my your new, new move? Yeah. Very nicely yeah. done. Yep. So, and we can notice that we got John Tanulo here. Uh, yeah. One of, our, one of our favorite guests. What What's the name of his outfit this month? <laughs> Does it change every month? It changes every time I met you. It's, it, you. it's got a slightly different. It does? Yeah. Well, one what's time. It, they, yeah. It's leading edge real estate. Okay. All right. That, that's that been that for a while. Yes. Okay. A very long time. You know where Kathy is? She's at Napa. She's in wine country. Oh, Good for Kathy. That's a few jokes yeah. that could be lent. Sure. Do you, do you want to start or you yeah. want me to go? How about go ahead. this? That's wine, W-I-N-E, <laughs> as to opposed to where she really is, usually, which is W-H-I-N, country. She didn't want to zoom in today? No. <laughs> Last time we had, uh, it, no, <laughs> we she, won't go she's over out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wine country. It's like me. It's going, there. It's like me going to uh, the chocolate factory in Pennsylvania right, versus right. chocolate Her, factory. Right, right. So uh, yeah, no, we we only kid. She doesn't drink that much. No, right? no, no, it's no. a gag. It's a gag. Yeah. I mean, she drinks other stuff. Yeah, when I clean up the bottles at their table at the end of the night, it's not always wine. So <laughs> <laughs> she loves her Schlitz still. I thought that went out in the nineties, but yeah, Schlitz. Schlitz. And, and Paps, I didn't even Paps, know they still made Paps, that. I thought that Blue went out Ribbon. in like the eighties. <laughs> I see some Hoffenreffer uh, little caps around her desk too. Remember those things? No. Hoffenreffer. Um, you must remember that. Oh, Havenreffer? Havenreffer. Yeah, had, had the little uh, puzzles things. on the uh, yeah, yeah, caps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she still does them. So. Yeah. Hey, but enough that about... That was an ale. Huh? Havenreffer was a technically an ale. Yeah, you're right. They used to call it poor man's whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. It was poor, poor man's headaches. Yeah, That's what those were. Boy. I know. We got a lot of questions yeah. for you. And uh, I used to think, drink a thing called Croft Ale. Do you remember that? No. Came in the forty. Oh, because you know, it was yeah, cheap, yeah. but and it tasted like flat beer with pepper in it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So what that, was inviting about it? The price? Nothing. The price? Yeah, it was like forty nine cents. I don't know. You have a few shows coming up. I, I saw you. Like, gig, I do. You, you have giggles coming up there. Yeah, I'll be southbound at, with uh, uh, southbound Route One, Sargus. Yeah, you know, with our friend Artie. Artie January. Now that he's back from yeah. the Cape, two of the region. great duos in the world. I know. Yeah, I know. I saw all those. Uh, <clears throat> all those listed. Yeah. Dunkin's and Donuts and. Yeah, yeah. Starsky and Hutch and me yeah. and Artie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vernon and Shirley. It's all the same. Yeah. What else you got coming up? We never uh, really promote your stuff that much. People, I, yeah, because I never know where I am. I know. <laughs> I, got a, I got a Boston blowout show coming on uh, at the Regent Theater on uh, uh, June 24th. So what's your Boston blowout show? It's Who's uh, Jimmy there? Dunn, uh, Christine Hurley, Corey Rodriguez, uh, me, and... Uh, I think Will Noonan or okay. yeah, good yeah. group, good yeah, group yeah. at the Regent Theater in nice. Arlington. All yeah. right, oh, that's a good theater. Yeah, and then I got a screening of the movie DOA. Oh, on July second. You, you've been working that. Yeah, I've been that's trying all to get done, that right? There. The movie's out. Right. I mean, right. the movie's done. It's been in, in the festivals and doing 
how, won how, all kinds of awards and festivals. So now they're trying to get it out to the public. You know, it's an indie, and it uh, uh, stars John Doe from yeah. the band X. Yeah. He's playing later on that night at the Wilbur. So at 3 p.m. on uh, July 2nd, we're going to do a screening and a Q&A with uh, myself and John and uh, Kurt St. Thomas, the director. So when is that? that, that uh, July 2nd, That'd be Sunday. pretty cool to, cool to go. Yeah, to. yeah, so yeah. Where, where is yeah. it at? At okay. the Regent Theater as well. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Leland Stein over there runs a great outfit. I've I've seen the pictures to the to the movie. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's you black look very, and white. You look very dapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a remake of a nineteen forties noir DOA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dead on arrival. I I won't yeah. give it away, but it's a good movie. All right, we're gonna go. Yeah, my son's gonna see it in uh, Los Angeles on Thursday. Oh, cool. So I'll get he'll, he'll see it before from you. me. Yeah, and I'll get his. Honest opinion, and he's usually very honest. The other. Yeah, that with me tell, he is. He'll tell you what's on, on what's on his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. So yeah, so I got a lot of stuff coming up. In John Tanulo, you got a lot of stuff coming up. Leading edge, leading edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poor John. You mean it's not like he's moved every week? I know. I, I've I actually been remember. at the same couple outfit just, for over fifteen years. <laughs> but didn't it no? Use, you're right. I know what you're saying. The, the ownership has changed. The name well, a few the, years the ago. The name, yes. Right. The ownership but hasn't changed. You, but weren't you Tanulo and... Well, we're still oh, the still is. The captain and Tanulo, weren't yeah. you? Something like that. <laughs> He's still I'm married. Not the, I'm not about the captain. But yes, I am still married. We are the Tanulo team. <laughs> okay, all right. That's all. I'm not making this stuff no, up. No, I know, I know, I know. You I know, know. My uh, head's a dark place, John. you got to know that. When, you don't want to go when there. When I'm not thinking, I grow mushrooms up there. <laughs> it's, it's not a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Good, nice haircut. I We're did. all getting haircuts. Yes. That's yes. nice for yes. the show. Summer do. You gotta get your. You gotta get the do. summer do sure. there. You gotta work on that so you don't get the tan when you get the when you get the yeah. haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, hey, before we get into this, you want to know another uh, ironic thing? Tibet. Yeah. I am uh, opening for a Billy Joel tribute band. No, you're not. Yes, I am. That doesn't. That's yeah. Something's wrong with I that. I took the gig, and then I found out it was a Billy. Oh, Joel. so you didn't know before? I that. didn't know beforehand. No, no, no. <laughs> not one of Tony's favorites. The only way that could be worse. If it was a Bar- Barry Manilow tribute no, band. No, no. If it was actually Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Joel has his own tribute band. Yes. Where wow. Where is that going to be? Uh, in Lexington at the, the <laughs> Cary <Carrie> Kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Billy Joel Tribute band Uh, (laughs) Me Are you going to be singing along? Oh yes Are you going to be at the piano? Yes Yes (laughs) I'll be talking to Davey Who's still in the (laughs) Doesn't have time for a wife? No No (laughs) Wow you guys know the lyrics We know the lyrics for for, for I can't get them out of my head I know It's it's like yeah But John John always thinks about Ten minutes into this, yeah, oh, I ruined my whole afternoon. No, he hasn't. <laughs> Listen, this is better than anything else you could be doing. Even we, if we got to follow up on that it, Billy Joel, Joel tribute. Yeah, well, I learned a lot of things better about everything. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> you're not knows. working. You know what I mean? That's right. That's you, right. You, you, can, you can check off in your book that you did something work related. Right. But you're just hanging out with two idiots. Right. Suppose <laughs> <laughs> that. That should be our hashtag. Yeah. All right. Tell us. Give us first of all the State of the Union address. What's going on out there? This is really a funky. It's, funky it's, market. A fun, it's a funky market. I don't know what's so, going on. Is it a seller market? Is it a buyer's market? Is oh, it's definitely a 
seller's market. Still, right? It's definitely a seller's market. Yeah. There's not a lot out there, uh, not a lot of homes for sale. There's buyers out there looking, and we are still seeing So they're still just offers. as frustrated as always, right? Buyers, yes. And yep. prices are going, you know, they're accelerating. They're going, even with the, the, the even with the rates, rates highs, they are. are. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, you can't predict, you're right. You figure with the rates going skyrocketing, prices will be come down a little bit. But right. You know, what I'm afraid of is if rates come down, then what's going to, I mean, and, you know. Then the prices are. Prices may even go more. Wow. I mean, yeah. because demand is very strong right now. I mean, right. there's just not a lot of inventory out right. there. And there's a ton of buyers out there looking. You know, I see a lot of building going on. I mean, yep. you know, but. But these monstrosities, these you know condo units or or whatever, does yeah. that affect anything? The fact that they're, they're it's only helping out a little stuff? bit. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're the yeah. You're the I mean, it's only helping out. I mean, we it, need. It's only like you a, need that much more. It's like a drop in the bucket, but right. it just seems like uh, every every inch of space. Right, in Somerville, Cambridge, Boston. Yeah. that you can put a building. Someone oh, seems yeah. to be oh, putting yeah. a building. Oh yeah. yeah, and there's so much demand around here. I mean. I'm not sure, you know, we're just so lucky around here in this part of the country. Well, that's just it, too. I mean, for a long time, I mean, demand was strong, you know, throughout the country. Yeah. You know, and experts predicted, you know, things wouldn't be the way they are right now. But um, this year, the East Coast and, and the Boston metro area right. is strong, where other parts of the country, right. you know, some parts of the country are strong and other yeah. parts right. aren't so much. Some Some parts, you know, values went down slightly. Here, that's not well, the case. Yeah, and it makes sense that, the more people there are, yep. the more houses no, you no, need. Right. I, mean, well, I that, mean, that's simple, but, you know, there's so many people, and then they... And there's so much, to, uh, so much good opportunity in this right, area. Right. You've got the education, you've got there's health, a, health yeah. system. Yes, Boston is definitely a, a, yeah. a major planet. Yeah, yeah, here's the, the root of the problem. We've got to stop getting these young people to have sex <laughs> and making more people. Because if they make more people... Is that what you're going to promote today yeah, during that show? Yeah, that's, that's stop like, having sex. <laughs> I have, you know, sex that doesn't produce children. Just, I, I don't have to get into that. Words of wisdom to solve the, yeah. the real estate issue. Yeah. So we, right. we've been. You think it's the rates, but it's the sex. That's really so bad. we've been sending out reels of our show. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first one. Right. <laughs> Tony V looking very serious, saying right. we got to stop having and sex. Not Tony's we, getting to the not root. We. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're, oh, fine. we're fine. We're fine. We're grandfathered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally grandfathered. Yeah, I'm not going to sire any more children. You know, my, I've already damaged the world with my two. You know, uh, I'm talking so about. So we're fine. We're yes. grandfathered. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about people of childbearing age. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, God. So That's good for the clarification. <laughs> yeah. So oh, it's yeah. still crazy out there. Still multiple offers. Still, still offers still going multiple above. Offers. I mean, there are. So the funky thing is, is there there are still some homes that may, you know, in our area may stay on for a week and, and not sell within the first week. But there's a lot of houses out there. You know, what we're constantly so telling the sellers buyers. sellers panic when theirs is on for a week? When and anyone it does, else if it doesn't sell, day? yeah. I mean, that's. A week's a long time. Yeah. Well, a week is okay. Yeah, a but week's when it's, okay. when it's like 10 days plus, then, that's a long that's time. That's when you panic. Yeah. And, um. And for buyers out there, we just keep telling them it, it's the market stronger than you think it is. And it, and frankly, as real estate agents, and we're doing this every week, sometimes it's stronger than we think it is. Right. I'm going to digress for one second. Uh, we we've had a broker on, and I won't mention his name. I've known him a long time, and uh, this was years ago. And and I went into his office about something, and I said, "What's the matter with you?" He goes, "Oh, I just got another listing." You know, I said, right, like, yeah. too <laughs> "Talk much. about the change of." 
uh, you know, market. Sure. I said, well, isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? He goes, yeah, but they don't sell for like three months. I got to pay for the advertising. I got to do this, this, and this. I said, well, I don't know. It seems like that's what you should be doing. These, well, you. these days it's tough because not enough people, you know, and, and, and the buyers out there, I mean, millennial buyers out there, they're at the age where they're ready to start a family and, and yeah. um, buy well, a house. Well, not, house. Not, not, now. Not, not now, but Tony's yeah. playing in place. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe you know, <laughs> maybe twenty years from now. Twenty years from now, right? he's getting, this at, the, is what he's I'm getting at the root of the problem. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's I'm not, trying to cut it off early. Yes. I'm trying to. I'm looking into he's the not, future. He's not, you know, trying to. Yeah. No. No. He's not going after the symptoms. He's no. he's, he's, he's literally cutting root things off. Of the problem. Yes. <laughs> Too many people. Yes. Uh, not enough houses. It's simple. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Simple math. Yeah. Right. Thank you for it. I try to put everything in perspective for the people. All right. Still multiple offers. Still, still multiple offers. Still, uh, so what are, the, what are the offers like? Uh, they, what are they putting in there now? Because I thought a lot of the stuff was going to start disappearing, you know, the lack of mortgage financing, the lack of appraisal. Well, mortgage. that's, you know, so for a while when rates doubled, you know, when it, when it first shocked everyone, things did slow down and houses took longer to sell. And, and, we, right. and while prices were still up, you know, the sellers didn't have all that leverage of, you know, the rent backs and, you know, people waiving everything. Home inspections started coming back. But this year... So the rent backs are usually when uh, they, they allow the seller to stay in the property. Yes. Until they can find some place to live. Right. Or maybe two months two or a right, month right, or whatever. Right, right. You know, uh, but, you know, these days now, you know, a lot of buyers think, well, it's the highest price that wins, but it's not that simple. These days, so that, it's... So it's, that's what I was going to ask you. So when you get... Because a lot of times you're on the listing end, you're getting multiple offers. Yes. You're getting 10, 15 offers... Obviously, the the sellers want price, but today I think we should just throw it to some of our millennial viewers what they can look for in an offer, put in an offer that might make theirs a little bit more attractive than the next offer. So, what would a seller? Obviously, they love love the price. Say Tony's selling his house. Never, never. We've we've agreed on that. Say he is though, and price is one thing, but you get ten offers. You know. All right around the same. What do you give up a little bit on the price to get something else? Sometimes? Well, what what we found, and and every seller is different, right? And sometimes there's no magic, you know, answer to what is the best offer. Yeah. However, generally, what we're seeing is once there's multiple offers and the offers get high, yeah. you know, okay. there's in terms the of auction price, effect. Once yep. there's the auction effect, yes. You know, I you pay so, attention. You're just Don't a, look at me like that. You no, know, I'm, I'm, I'm so impressed. I pay attention. Usually, <laughs> sellers, you know, once it gets to a certain point, yeah. you know, now they pay less attention to price almost, and now they're more concerned with which one's going to hit the closing table. The Quicker, e- easier. The easiest. No, right. it, it, depending on the situation, it could be. Yes, they right. don't want the risk of. So, for clarification, yes. so someone's bidding a million dollars over someone else might not be the best thing in the world because it's still subject to an appraisal. And yes, they, and that's what a lot of buyers sometimes and sellers, you know, the whole appraisal thing is confusing to a lot of buyers and sellers, and they don't understand that, you know, if a home was listed at 600 and someone's saying that they're willing to pay 700, right. well, unless it appraises at $700,000. You know, but shouldn't you get your appraisal first so you know what the ballpark is? Oh, my God. Is? You, I'm teary-eyed how, how, how good you're at this. I, uh, I don't know, even think I I'm need to be on the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
to his point, can they can they somehow figure out beforehand? Well, here's the thing, right? So, <laughs> so who would get the appraisal first, the buyer or the seller? Uh, I would think the seller, so he knows what to list it at. Well, or what the ballpark? So what we're seeing, so in today's market, what we're seeing is, say, if a house is listed at six hundred thousand, for example. Okay. Right, and his neighbor has a very similar home, and you know that one sold, say, six months ago for say six fifty. Fifty. All right. We can assume that six fifty is okay. Is a good number. Yeah. You start at six fifty. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes you still start at six hundred, right. assuming and then that hope it's going to pick up. Auction effect. Yeah. Yes. Right. The issue what we're having today is we're having buyers and we're seeing buyers put in offers that are higher than what the comparables I are see. actually showing. So that neighbor that listed at 600 may actually get 700. So now there's a question of will it appraise at 700 if their neighbor sold at 650? How many are you seeing appraisal issues at this point? Well, so we actually haven't seen all that many appraisal issues. You know what? Right. I, I, I noticed that. It's almost like uh, these appraisers... They're getting it. They're getting it. They, they are getting it. But what, what, the, what, the, um, what the problem is, what the obstacle is, is that, you know, sometimes the seller doesn't want to take the chance. Yeah. Right. And, um, and sometimes the buyer may or may not be able to, to make up a difference should it not appraise. Right, so right. ultimately, like... You know, if a buyer is willing to pay $100,000 over asking, but it only appraises for $50,000 over asking, right. then, you know, chances are that a buyer may be able to back out. He, um, he can't. Um, they can't. Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, it's not a hard and fast. But right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... But relate. if someone's willing to stick with that $600,000, I mean, the $100,000 over. So Correct. Can they still do it? Well, so here's... So that now we're getting to, you know, this is something that... We're coaching a lot of buyers on to look at their financing to say, right. like, say if someone's a 20% down buyer, you know, um, and they're offering 700000 and they're planning on putting 20% down on 700000 Well, say if it only appraises at six fifty, right? you know, Put they- Put 20% down on, on six fifty, right? And, and then, then making up the difference. Can they make up another $50,000 on top of that? Right. Some can and some can't. can't. So what we're seeing in offers- um, is a, if a buyer basically addresses that issue ahead of time, mm-hmm. it essentially lessens risk for both the buyer and the seller. It sets that expectation to make an offer more favorable to both I see. to the seller, and that helps the buyer get an offer accepted. Okay. You know, the clause that a lot of brokers and a lot of buyers and sellers have confusion on is that appraisal language. We won't get too crazy on it today, but we've talked about it before. But where say it's selling for 700,000 and the seller says but I don't want any appraisal language in there I don't want it saying that it has to appraise out at 700,000 so what some buyers do is say all right well we'll make up like $10,000 difference so they'll say all right if it comes in at 690 or above then we'll still move ahead no one ever seems to put in what happens if it's below the 690? Yeah, well, that's, you know, and that's, and, and, and that so is. So it's almost like giving the, the buyer an out that the seller was adamant about not doing. Correct. Yeah. It, it, you know, and, and going back to the buyer putting in that offer, it's, it's important that they understand that, you know, some sellers or listing agents may look at if 
if they come in $100,000 over asking but can only make up $10,000 of a difference, you know, right. that's not always a positive to the seller because sometimes sellers look at that and they say, well, if it appraises at 630 then what happens, right? Right. right. So then, right now you're seventy thousand dollars off. So now what whatever. we could probably do related. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, so and you know, so it's something that buyers just need to really understand and take a look at their finances to address the issue of right. If it comes in over, you know, under the agreed upon purchase price, what could happen? What are they willing right. to do? So to right. Tony's point, to do it early enough. So it's almost like they should say, all right. Six hundred thousand. We're going to offer you seven hundred thousand. They almost should say, "All right, you're you're already willing to." I, I would almost like to see the second part to the to the uh, paragraph where it says, "All right, six hundred thousand. We're going to offer you seven hundred thousand." Um, as long as you don't have sex, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's going to be in every purchase right. and sale now. That you should, that should be a little clause. Right or a. Right, right. <laughs> Why don't we put in there then? If they're already willing to pay $100,000 over and the appraiser comes out at X amount, it'd be 100000 over that. Not to exceed the original. Correct, yeah. So in other words, like it just needs, as long as it appraises at 600000 Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Well, so, no, if it appraises at 590, 590 Right. Why don't they offer the 690 Yeah, I mean that. So keep the same ratio yeah, of exactly. overage. Yeah, exactly. So ultimately what buyers need to understand is that in a normal market, right, um, you know, when they're buying a house, the contract favors buyers, right? Cause it does. They, they, have, they can back out a lot easier Easy, because they have right. a lot more protection. So uh, unfortunately in today's market, the way it is is that buyers essentially, the more protections they're willing to give up and the more risk that they're willing to take, the more favorable they're Offer looks. I see. So, so what we talked to our buyers so the about. Le- the less hoopla involved in right. your offer, the, right. the better off. So right. what we, yeah, and what we, you know, coach our buyers on is essentially, you know, what are the things, what, what risks make sense for you? Right. That what, you're, what can you keep and what are you willing to give up? Exactly. Right. And for everyone, that might be different. So for some, some buyers, if they have a lot of cash on hand, it doesn't matter, and they can make up a difference should it not appraise. Right. So they can address that for other people. If they really want that property. Yeah. Right. Now, does that affect pr- prices in subsequently after that in the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. Yes. It yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, you know. I- so you're screwing your neighbors <laughs> if you don't do Back it to right. your original point. This no is, more screwing uh, your neighbors. neighbors. <laughs> that, that's the whole problem. <laughs> <laughs> It's so simple. I don't, these people are idiots. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, let's I talk, like let's to boil come back things to down to simplest. You seem to have a couple things yeah. on your mind. No, no. So. no, no. I'm, done. I'm done. I got everything I want to say. Has yeah. your neighbors been screwing each other over lately? Is there something in the well, my tra- neighborhood? You can't go by my neighborhood because my neighborhood an anomaly. My street is the craziest street I think in all of Boston. Really, it's all brownstones. Right, right. In a historic district with the Bunker Hill Monument. Yep. You know, so we got people. I mean, you know, you know, I have people who have like multiple. Uh, Giant cars on a street 
that you should have minis on. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So no, money's not an issue to them. Right. There's right. a lot of rich people. Right. I'm right. probably the poorest person <laughs> on my street. Do you, know, you know, do you know how much your house is worth right about now? I, I don't think you're poor anymore, no, Tony. Well, I mean, on paper. On paper, you're well, looking good. Let me say this. My kids will benefit <laughs> from this. My wife's not going to let me touch a nickel of it because she'll know I'll run out right over to Encore. Uh, uh, Literally, right, right. right. Literally, it's a half a mile <laughs> right, away. Exactly, I know, I know. Uh, you know, but, but I, so I think uh, my street's not a good example. You know, yeah. we, a lot of uh, uh, buildings that were, you know, like three units and now just single family Imagine houses. Because they can afford that. Because they can afford yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. They just yeah. come in and, you know, rip the whole thing you apart. Ever see, and, you ever see Tony in the Globe in the winter? He seems to get in there once once a, once a winter where he's sitting there in his bathrobe and his army boots yeah. and no pants on. No pants. And saving sitting, my pockets. S- saving his pockets. <laughs> yeah. got, Having a cup of coffee. Got his pylons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Charlestown. Yep. <laughs> All right. Back to you. So, um... So we, what are we seeing now as far as what's being deleted out of office? Uh, home inspections, are they, what's going on with so, home inspections? Yeah, I mean, as an agent, we can never tell anyone to, to um, waive home inspection. But, yeah, I would leave that up to them, yeah. But we are seeing that, I mean, that's, you know, on the listing side, we're seeing a lot of buyers Still waves, waving them. Waving it. Waving home inspection. So right. it's not much has changed in the last... And then, yeah. and we've even seen buyers that are waving, that are taking out a mortgage and waving mortgage contingency as well, too. So yeah. we've seen buyers do that. So it's, so ultimately for a seller, if, if they get an offer with um, a high price and no contingencies whatsoever... That's the one that's, that's going. That's, that's, that's the that's ultimate the offer. Right. right. So... Right. So for buyers out there, the way to put in a very strong offer is to, yeah. you know, somewhere, wherever you can, make your offer. You know, you don't necessarily have to waive everything. Right. But addressing those contingencies yeah. help. Can you yeah. explain to me escalation clauses and do they really work and are they on the up and up? Uh, it seems like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of holes to an escalation clause. It's a, it almost seems like a buyer is tipping their hand, first of all. They'll say, well, we'll on that six hundred thousand dollar house, you know, don't tell anyone, but we'll go up to six fifty on that. Well, so escalation clauses are kind of um, are they still? I don't see them. So as, we, we are seeing them a lot. You still right? are. And, and we are. Technically, what is it? It just says you'll an escalation clause is when someone puts in an offer and they say, hey, if we're not the highest offer, we'll beat out any other offer by. So X you have my permission to go to this right. number. Yes. Right. Unfortunately, it, four or five other people have done the same, same thing. thing. So, right. uh, you know. so, you know, you're the attorney. I mean, uh, a lot of people look, a you lot of buyers look so much. You on the, I think that? he said that. I think yeah. he said you. A lot of people mistake me for an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times people get caught up on the escalation yeah. clause about like, you know, well, what happens if blah, 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 blah. And uh, ultimately, Two things. Number one, some listing agents don't even want to see it. So right. it depends really on the listing agent because they're kind of holding the cards. Right. Uh, but two, essentially, the, the escalation clause is a way to tell the listing agent or seller, hey, if we're not the highest offer, please call us back. Right. That's so, really what it boils that, down that's to. What Isn't it, it almost down. the same as just get us your best and highest offer? Well, but, it, so it depends. Like a lot of times buyers, when they look at the escalation clause, they're thinking that they're paying more money. When in actuality, an escalation clause usually comes into play um, if they're trying to save money. It's actually the opposite. Right. Meaning, they're if, not going to go 
above a certain number. Well, let's just go back to that. If a house is listed at 600000 right, and they're willing to pay 700000 but they feel like what a lot of buyers are afraid of is they don't want to pay 700000 if no one else is willing to pay anywhere pay. close to that. I see. Right? No one wants to bid against themselves. So sometimes if they're willing to pay 700000 uh, but they're afraid that no one else will come close, they may decide to put in an offer and then do an escalation clause to say, hey, just in case if we're not the highest, we right. would so go. So put in at 650 and go, if you get more than this, yeah. we'll go to seven. But now on the flip side, what a lot of buyers don't realize the is the seller's judging that. Yes. If, if a seller, and, and we've seen this situation time and time again, where we have 10, 15 offers, and on that $600,000 house, if someone comes in at 700000 right off the gate yeah. with very little terms, and someone else comes in at, say, six twenty-five, and then they have an escalation clause saying that they would come close to $700,000. Yeah, yeah. Or even a little bit more. Or even a little bit more. Most of the time... You might just take the 700000 The seller would just go for the 700000 because right, right. they've already shown that they've committed to that. To, right. to that. Right. 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 You don't have to do a lot of song and dance to get there. Exactly. Right. Let me ask you this one, too, because uh, I know we're running out of time, and we'd love to prep you for something. Oh, wow. I'd love uh, it when the show it flew by. It, it did flew by. With so much by. information. Have you ever uh, chosen an offer because that person's working with a buyer agent that you know is pretty professional, gets things done? You know what I mean? Is you know, well, I will say that. What are know. some of the intangibles, in other words, why you would yes, ex- so that's accept actually, an offer? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people just look at the contract. Right. But, um, you know, I've had many times where our buyers got offers accepted where I feel like it, it wasn't because the listing agent knew me, but they knew my integrity. Your, re- your re- right. reputa- reputation. Right. reputation. Right. Because, unfortunately, there are a lot of agents out there that say one thing. You know, they, say, they may right. say that they're going to waive home inspection, but before the sign, the purchase and sale, yeah. you know, right. they right. want to look at the house supposedly for yeah. measurements and they're bringing in a home inspector. Sure. Right. So, yes, um, having a good reputable agent and convincing the seller and the listing agent that um, you are ethical and all that kind of stuff makes a huge difference. Sure. Okay. Who would have thought integrity would come into this? <laughs> Not with your frame not of with, mind today. Not today, yeah. <laughs> no. Sh- should we recap your key takeaways from today? Yeah. Go ahead. If you because we have to wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Literally. If, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah, you should wrap it up. That's just what I'm saying. See, John's paying attention. He's paying attention. You're both. Everyone's paying attention. Wrap that rascal. <laughs> Yeah, stop having sex to okay. create more, uh, you know, more of a demand on, right. on properties so, that we don't and have. You're going to help the unless, real estate, the market, right? Unless you can, unless you can bid a hundred thousand dollars over asking price comfortably, then have all the sex you want because you obviously don't care about money one little bit. And there you go, John. What do you think? Solving all the real estate issues out there today, one at a time. And integrity. Who knew it was a thing? <laughs> That's awesome. John Tano, a lot of information today. I really appreciate you coming on. It was Did a we lot learn of fun. something? I learned a lot. We learned a lot. Thank yep. you, Tony V. Southbound, Route 1. This week is without a January. Pharmacist. Yeah. Good show. John Tano, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for staying at your one job, finally. And, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, not for two weeks. Names. <laughs> yeah. For a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll see you next week here on the Real Estate House Party. Thanks for joining us. 
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.